0: So, obviously, lots to uh, dig into, man. We got the new album with the new singer, want to talk a little wedding band, want to learn about Tempest and get into some other stuff with you, but uh, let's start with the new album and the new singer and Dear Monsters. And I had heard that D.L. had worked with the band previously. Does he go back to, like, Nation, like, go back to, like, Disobey, or when did he kind of start working with you guys as a writer to begin with, right?
1: I mean, all he really did was, he wrote the chorus melody and maybe the lyrics for the song The Consumerist on Nation. But he was a fan. I mean, as like, soon as Bad Boys broke, he hit me up and he was like trying to get in the band as a third guitar player because he just loved the music so much. So he's kind of had, a, had our back from day one and really uh, connected to what we did.
0: So take me back to, I mean, obviously we all know Tommy's out, but how how quickly did the the microphone get handed to DL? Was there an audition process? Did you go through a list of people or was he the guy from the get-go?
1: In some ways, yes to all that. Uh, He actually sent us a version of him singing the Babel song better off this way within 24 hours of us not having a singer and it was pretty clear from that first recording he's a producer so he's gonna make it sound good and he knows what he's doing on the, the production side of it and it sounded incredible we kind of knew from day one that worst case scenarios we'd have someone who on record could really Kill it. But we still, despite all that, we still decided to go on a lengthy search. And I mean, we got tons of submissions. I mean, dozens of submissions, people sending in recordings of them singing our songs. And then eventually we saw about a half dozen people in person, whittled it down about three people, which did some demos on some new songs, and out of that three, we we made our decision. And it was a unanimous decision in the band to, to go with D.L. But it took about three months, the whole process.
0: And d- imagine, did he uh, contribute writing as well on this album too?
1: Yeah, I mean, he wrote um, lyrics and uh, melodies on a handful of songs, songs like uh, House of Cards and um, uh, On the Case, and he wrote quite a bit for Springfield Summer, and I think he played like guitars, a bunch of guitars in that song, and then there's a song that's a B side uh that didn't end up making the record that he pretty much the main instrumental in, in and odd stuff is stuff he wrote. So uh having someone like DL in the band is a real asset because he could he could literally go off for a month and just go, Hey guys, I wrote the new records," <laughs> record and it would probably be pretty amazing. So that's it's pretty much a game changer for us because we do have a lot of uh, creative talent on the the writing side. So in some ways, he entered the situation with a record that was about 60% done. So I don't think we're going to really get to see the full breadth of his uh, impact in the band until the following record.
0: Okay, interesting. Interesting, too, to see that Josh Gilbert produced this one from As They
1: Lay Dying. Uh, He's a contributing producer. Uh, Basically, him and Joseph McQueen are a production team. Um, and they have a studio called Sparrow Sound. And essentially they work together, but kind of filling different roles. Joseph is the main engineer, you know, the guy that usually is doing the tracking and, you know, especially we're doing vocals and stuff. He's kind of helping us with all that. And Josh is really more of like a creative producer in terms of helping out with vocal melodies, or even he contributed some stuff with uh, some lyrics here and there. And also uh, Josh is great with production elements, you know, putting, little like loops and synths and all that extra kind of ear candy stuff. So they, they work together. And, and the way we work on records is a little bit, <laughs> I'd say, uh, not normal as it's to a lot of bands. So we work with a lot of different people and it kind of comes together all at the end, you know?
0: Interesting that you said about uh, Josh and, and doing like the sequencing and, and that kind of stuff, because it did feel like that was a little bit more. I mean, there's always been a little bit of that in each album, but it did feel like this third album had the most of that little, like you said, sweetening up the sound kind of little little melodies and stuff in there, little sound effects and producing. Mm-hmm.
1: He's great at that stuff. And on this record, we would actually work on it kind of together and, and build the tracks. And producers, especially in, in kind of the modern producers, they all have these little secrets. You know, to kind of beef up the sound and stuff, and little things that I know that you might not know that are pretty damn cool. And it's, it's great. It's great to be around that stuff because you know I, I do my own kind of recording stuff at home. You get to pick up little tricks and just just being around talented people is a real. Blessing, and they always you get with some good production team. They always make you look better than even you probably deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, uh, killer video
0: for if tomorrow never comes, and I bet a little bit surreal, uh, kind of not a lot of acting, or or were you putting on your acting chops? But I mean, I imagine that's a fear for every musician to go down in a plane flight.
1: Yeah, I mean, we did some acting. It's funny, you know, you shoot music videos, and you're like, you know, you're you're doing your thing, you're trying to be in the moment, be in the character. And then you see the cut and they just didn't use any of your stuff. You're like, Okay, it's a good thing I wasn't on that set for six hours, freaking out when they, they used me for, for like, you know, one umpteenth of a second. So it's it's always fun, uh <laughs> with stuff like that. But such is such is show business, right?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean I went to one music video shoot and was up front in the crowd and yeah, I went frame by frame, not in it one second. You know, I I totally know what you mean. But, you know, speaking of the acting chops, I, I saw you on uh music's greatest mysteries.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I, I, well, I wasn't acting. I was just, just talking like this, but it was funny. I haven't seen any of that of me on there. I, I did it and then. People are like, oh, it's on TV this day, and I, I haven't seen any of it. So hopefully, I didn't come off like an, an idiot. <laughs> is that
0: is that a, a, an ambition of yours? Do you hope to do more TV acting or acting, or is it one in the same, or two different things, or just whatever comes your way?
1: I mean, I think it is two different things. I mean, uh, being that I, I have a podcast called The X Men for yeah. about five years, five years now, and I was I was hired to be on a video. Show that was also a podcast called Last Words Through the Pit. I did that for about a year, and I was like kind of one of the first on-screen kind of hosting type things I had done. I just think you got to go with your talents and go with things that you feel like you have an aptitude for. And so, any I think opportunity to do things like that, I'm I'm gonna take them because I think it's cool, you know. And I think you can't just. At least me, I can't really speak for anyone else, but for myself, I I like the idea of of trying different things and having uh, a hand in multiple different avenues and not just being kind of limited to just being known as a musician, you know?
0: Yeah, no, shout out to the X-Man podcast. It's a great podcast. Listen all the time. And you certainly do have that knack for uh, being able to strike up a conversation and you have an opinion. And it's kind of really cool to hear your inside when you talk to a musician, you get a different side out of them than like a radio guy like me would, because you've spilled the same blood in
1: the same mud and all that. Well, that that whole medium really is a a reflection of the personality of whomever show it is, right? Like the only thing that makes any of these shows unique is... They're hosts, right? You're, there's a million podcasts, but there's only one, uh, you know, Mark Maron, or there's only one Joe Rogan, there's only one you, there's only one me, and that gives each of these platforms its own edge. And so the, the best way you can do it is just be the 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 most you the most you version of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, then then be real with are the nerves a little bit more than normal. I mean, we got the first show you guys opening up for Papa Roach, the very first date SoCal, close to home for you at the uh, House of Blues of Anaheim on March first. But is there are a little bit more juices between the layoff and a new singer. Is it Palms a little bit more sweaty than normal? Looking forward to this tour,
1: absolutely. <laughs> and it's funny because I think there other elements, too, because, you know, I, I was kind of noticing this with, like, Mike Patton from Faith No More canceling their Tory plans and Circus Survive attributed to some mental health stuff. And I, I think this whole pandemic has taken a toll on all of us, right, in its own way. And we all have to figure out ways to kind of handle that. I think there is this element of, of taking off that long period of time and going, asking yourself. Am I still good? Do I still got it? Do I still got the goods? And and then you bring all the other elements of the new singer and the new album and yeah, of course it's it's nerve wracking. But the way you deal with that is through preparation. You know, you just work, work, work. Make sure you've crossed your T's, dotted your I's, and. That is really the only solution to that. And, and the truth is you want that. You want those butterflies before you go out there because that means you actually give a damn and that you're invested in you and you want to make it work in life. Anything that you're kind of scared of or anything that's freaking you out, you want to walk right into that fire because that's where all the uh, that's where the payoff is. That's where that's where you grow and that's where you kind of find out what, what, what you do. So it's equally exciting and equally scary, <laughs> but it's great. But it's great. you know, and we're, and we're just so fortunate. We're fortunate to have the opportunity to be able to do this, which is there's a million bands out there who don't have the opportunity to go on a great tour and make a living and get a chance to actually make this whole thing work. Because if you were to really be objective from the beginning, I think the cards were stacked against us in a lot of different ways. So the fact that we even have a chance to be out here and do this stuff is a real miracle, in my opinion
0: yeah absolutely i mean it's certainly speaking to your past and and some of the other guys in the band i mean you could have been written off as oh they already had their shot you know they already did their thing they're these metal guys but you, you've created a whole new lane and a whole new career and a whole new identity with this band and just to uh kind of touch on the papa roach thing too I, you guys are old friends obviously toured together i think i saw you guys god a few years ago my brain has gone to mush with all this pandemic and timeline
1: but <laughs> 2019
0: yeah it was at the with the uh, asking alexandria at the. uh the uh, hollywood palladium
1: yeah and it's kind of amazing to have that kind of support from a band of that stature you know and i'm friends with each guy individually and they're just the sweetest guys in the world and i kind to make this joke about man if i wasn't a big band i'd be an asshole you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if i can curse one here but a joke about you know it's, it's it's always amazing when people that are of that stature Give you that respect and go out of their way to kind of you know they didn't have to bring us on tour and they're someone who you know put themselves out there to bring the band out and give us their kind of seal of approval and that just means the world man they're 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 amazing guys we've we've had a lot of fun with them because we've been doing these these little tour videos and uh, promo stuff and kind of viral TikTok of and it's just they just have fun you know and they have fun with it and they don't take themselves too seriously and they work hard and write great songs and are complete professionals and that's it's just as a collective Arab band that I really look up to.
0: Yeah, man, it's great to see, and I, I love that too. I mean, you you guys certainly have it in your band, and they they wear it in spades. But like I like what you said, not taking yourself too seriously. I mean, there's certainly those bands out there that do, but you got to have a sense of humor at the end of the day.
1: It's. I mean, I know there's some bands are their vibe is different, right? If you're in Tool, or you're, maybe you're in Cannibal you know, Corpse, or something. some black metal band. <laughs> yeah, it's you know maybe, maybe that's not the vibe. Me, I'm the complete opposite. I'm, you know, a wannabe comedian, so.
0: (laughs) You know, speaking of of shows and being on stage and stuff, I I guess you did, you have played shows with your uh, other band, your wedding band, and wanted to talk a little bit about that. Take me through uh, that experience of playing up there with those guys recently for the Metallica 40th anniversary. You guys played after the show, right, at the Chase Center?
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny because that's the first kind of real show I've played since the pandemic and the last show I did before the pandemic was with the wedding band. We did a show in South Carolina. So oh, wow. it was, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. It was a lot of work. Uh, we, we put together a really kind of ambitious and big set list and we did a lot, we did a lot of rehearsing out here. I went to uh, Nashville with Rob and Kirk and did a bunch of uh, jamming out there. And so by the time the gig happened, man, it, it just felt, everything felt really natural. And we had done the work and so we got there and we just got to have fun. And the crowd had a great time. Dude, we didn't go we didn't go on until after one in the morning. Damn! It was, <laughs> so it's like three in the morning when that show is is ending. It's like people yawning, and you know, a lot, I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> travel to San Francisco for the Home Metallica weekend, so they got jet lags and they're you know, these are these are you know, these are grown ups with kids. They're they're not ready to be out till three in the morning. So the fact that that people hung out with us all night was a great time, and the feedback was incredible from all, all the people, and it was just a, a real celebration uh, for Metallica. And the fact that I'm I'm a part of that is a little surreal, but I think uh, you. Just, I have to appreciate the opportunities work hard keep your head down don't complain <laughs> and uh and just uh be of service you know to whatever your environment environment you're around and that's I, I, how I think I've kind of cultivated these opportunities is by showing up being prepared and trying to be uh someone who's helping the team you know and that's what, any environment like that it's like it's all about the bigger picture and it's uh it's it's amazing man I'm, I'm super lucky
0: Dude, and, and hats off to Kirk and Robert for they, what they play two-plus hours and then go play another two-plus hours. Can you talk about what, what songs you played? I didn't get a chance to look up the set list, but what, what type of music is a wedding band doing?
1: It's a real collection. I think a lot of it is really permeates from the stuff they grew up on. And so you're talking about Sabbath, ACDC, Judas Priest, and then there's this whole other element which is really focused on funk music and we're doing curtis mayfield and the ohio players and we're playing cameo and then we're throwing a couple punk songs you know the ramones and the black flags and we'll throw a random kind of like 80s song in there like addicted to love by robert palmer so it's <laughs> super eclectic super fun stuff and and i think that's Kind of the spirit of the wedding band is what kind of music you want to be when you had a wedding? You want fun stuff that you can shake your butt to, and <laughs> and so, so we got a little bit stuff for the for the metalheads, and then uh you know all this funk stuff which is basically that's you know rob's influence you so know, at the bass player you know all that stuff from the 70s and that funk playing is, is really the, the the basis of his influence you know and so he, he's just in his world when we're playing stuff and for me it's like a complete learning experience because half the time these songs i'm not familiar with them and i get to learn them and it's like putting on this whole other hat you know and and learning different styles and trying to figure out how to fit in that with through this kind of hard rock prism so it's a it's a real learning experience and it's, and it's just fun man it's and the funk man you just got to feel it it's a different different vibe
0: <laughs> well shoot if anyone could bring the funk it's certainly robert i mean his work in suicidal tendencies and infectious grooves just ugh, sick
1: oh yeah i'm on his side so i'm always always have his bass nice and bumped in my ears. so i'm i'm uh i got the best seat in the house for that
0: <laughs> hey, did you uh, did you get a chance to uh, listen to uh, Kirk's uh, instrumental EP Portals? Did he play that for you? Like, hey, check this out, man.
1: No, but you know what's funny, and I've I haven't told the story yet. I feel like I was going to post this on online was that. I was in the room when he got the call that Metallica's label was going to put it out, ah. and so I got I knew. So I heard like in real time. And how excited he was! It was like a cool thing to be to be a part of because it's it's rare for them. I mean, you know, it's everyone knows a big reason why Jason Newstead left was because of side projects, and so it's like this new era of Metallica that's a lot more open and and allows all these guys to have these uh these free expression and and do, even doing things like like the wedding band probably wasn't possible you know maybe 20 years ago. So very cool to kind of be on the inner inner circle of things like that. So I've I've known about this for quite some time, and now now the rest of the world does. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, you're right. It is monumental that someone is stepping outside of Metallica and doing a a solo release like that and and certainly looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, really cool to to be a fly on the wall for that experience. You got to see Kirk smile as it was happening in real time.
1: Well, that's the thing about those guys, man. It's funny you brought up them doing the full Metallica show and then doing the wedding man show. That's just how they are. They will play music all day. You have to pull them out of the rehearsal room. They're obsessed with music and are obsessed with playing and, and listening to music and, and learning from music. So it's no surprise when you see how, you know, kind of legendary they are as, as players and it, it influential because it, it kind of exists in every cell of their body. And so for me, it, it, being around that, I understand like the le- level of dedication you really need to, to excel at that level.
0: Yeah, man. And, and to be forty years into the career and still being that excited playing four. I mean, I am sure it's a big old inspiration to you.
1: Kirk Camet, man. I, I that's the you know, probably the first guitar shows I ever learned was like fade the Black and One. So it's uh <laughs> it's definitely some, you know, a bug out from that perspective.
0: Hey, speaking of bands, uh dude, I, I just kinda saw about this other band. Tempest, and then I tried Googling and couldn't find anything but some seventies like psychedelic band. But tell me about this band, Tempest. I just heard about.
1: Well, I mean, really didn't start as a band. It was really just during that phase of the, you know, kind of I guess maybe midway through the pandemic or something when um, Ron from Cult of Individuality, who, which is a a clothing line that uh, you know sponsors us and a lot of other bands in, in, in the scene, he's just a great guy uh approached me and a couple of other guys from bad Wolves about doing a couple cover songs so we just were looking at it like doing a quarantine cover it, but then later on after it, it, it got done and, and and everyone was really excited about it they decided to kind of push that stuff to radio and they didn't have a name <laughs> for it so they're like well what do we call it and they're like and then, so then they came with a band name and, and so they're kind of pumping pumping it out there but it's i guess you could say you know me me kyle and chris are in a in a band and if they ever want to play some shows or do something we're definitely down to have some fun. Uh, but it's it, it, it's kind of involved into this whole other. Uh, it's like a runaway train, you know. So just uh, let it let it go out there and uh, just let, let me know where I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> so it is something. And also shout out shout out to Will Hunt.
0: Yeah, sick drummer. And so it is something that's uh, that has some legs to it, not just a quarantine thing. But but you're down with doing more and and playing some live shows.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I'm I'm always just happy to be busy happy to have opportunities and especially when it's with uh talented people nice people um people you enjoy spending time with and actually ron is in la this weekend so i think i'm gonna catch up with him very shortly
0: beautiful man well dude i appreciate all the time glad we got to chat here beautiful man thank you so much for the time and
1: uh can't wait to see the show at house of blues it's gonna be a banger been sold out for a minute so it's gonna be a wild time I can't wait
0: yeah it'd be great to see DL doing all those tunes old and new and everything alike and best of luck with the tour and the record man great great to speak with you again
1: so thanks for having me it's always an absolute pleasure really appreciate it
0: see you around man have a good one
1: cheers bye 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 bye